Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Optive Theology Podcast. My name is Andy Schmidt, and I'm here with Pastor Chris Dolson from Blackhawk Church here in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, before we get into this interview, we're going to be talking about kind of the story of Blackhawk and then your story, how it collides with the story of Blackhawk and 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 yeah. all of that great fun stuff. Blackhawk's one of the, I think, the biggest church here in Madison. Um, before we get started, though, yeah. do you want to kind of tell people a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, all that fun stuff? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody get ready to... Fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will tell people real quick that super low expectations. When I when I emailed you to do this podcast, the first kind of response I got was like, "This is going to be really boring." Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a boring guy. Yeah, I feel bad for the listeners because they're going to be checking out. And, wow, this is really really boring. Right. So, um, yeah. Hey, thanks uh, for contacting me and mm-hmm. happy to. Uh, do this. It's really easy for me. I just walk down the hallway. Yeah. Here, so, right. Uh, right. really good. Uh, good to meet you mm-hmm. too. Yeah. We had a conversation before we started. It's great to get to know you a little bit better. We know yeah. some of the same people. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, just jump in. And, um, so the question is like, who am I? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm originally from, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. Uh, I'm, um, yeah, child of the 50s and 60s and stuff mm. like that. I mm. went to a, a high school in Indianapolis and got involved in gymnastics. Yeah. And uh, that was a big thing uh, mm. for me. And you, we talked about track and field, so yeah. I did that too. Yeah. And I got pretty good in gymnastics, and I went to college in Indiana State University. And our coach was the Olympic coach, and wow. we won the NCAAs. And so that was a big, my whole life was, so I sometimes tell people I grew up in the gym. Yeah. I didn't grow up in church world, I grew up in the gym. Yeah. And uh, one of the things uh, at Indiana State the same time was Larry Bird. Have you ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Right, well, now right. that's interesting. At the that same time, though. Yeah, same time. Did you ever meet Larry? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Seriously? That's, that's not crazy. Big, no, that's, that's crazy. That's a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I yeah. love no, basketball. I mean, no, Larry. Our, we had the same locker room and. Wow. This is back in the day when they didn't have partitions in the shower area. So, so in the future, when I do a podcast with Larry Bird, with Larry I'll say, Bird. you know Chris Dolson. Dolson. He'll yeah. be like, oh, yeah, I know Chris Dolson. Yeah, he'd recognize my old yeah. picture. I don't think he'd recognize me today. <laughs> right. And I saw a picture of him the other day, and I'm going, God, man, dude, yeah. you've really grown. You've right. gotten old. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Bird, man. I got a million stories about Bird. Wow. He used to... Uh, come in on Saturdays, we had this thing called uh, the gymnast. So in most towns, there's always a pretty large population of little girls that want to learn backhand springs to be cheerleaders and stuff (laughs) like that. Yeah, right. So we had that in Terre Haute, Indiana, where Indiana State is. And so we'd, you know, go into the gym on Saturdays and teach kids how to do backhand springs and cartwheels and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, a bird would come in, and we had the gym at that time. Mm. This is a small school. Mm-hmm. And so he'd always want to be shooting around in the area where, you know, I would just say, Larry, you can't be here. You know, you got to get out. This is my gym right now. Right. So you got to get out. And uh, he said, you know, because the balls, he, they would hit the rim and then they would bounce over to oh, our yeah. area. You yeah. know, so like can't have that. Mm. So he said, what if I brought a kid? To like, I said, well, you can't use any of my kids to like <laughs> retrieve the balls and stuff. Yeah. It was, there was a, um, back in that day on Third Street, there was a, a boys and girls club. 
Mm -hmm. So he would pick up a boy from the Boys and Girls Club every Saturday morning, bring him over to the gym. You know, the, those silver racks of basketballs yep. that oh, have yeah. all the, you know? Yeah. So he would just stand flat-footed in basically street clothes. Yeah. And he would have this kid, like, just push the balls back to him. And he would stand yeah. flat-footed in one spot. My little classes were 45 minutes. Yeah. He'd just sh do nothing but shoot for 45 minutes from one spot. I feel like you might be one of the only people on the planet to tell Larry Bird that he's got to get out of your gym. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I told him a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, so he brought, if he remembered me, he would yeah. be, oh, yeah, that's the that's, guy that told me to get out of the gym. <laughs> that's awesome. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I obviously haven't told you this, but I grew up watching, we didn't have cable, so we didn't watch, like, we watched the finals every year. Yeah. But my dad and I, when Netflix came out where you would uh, rent Netflix movies to your house and get in the mail. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. rented all of the 80s and 90s oh, yeah. playoff series. So yeah. I grew up kind of watching Larry yeah, Bird Magic and, and Magic like and yeah, these guys. Yeah. And it's like, so the fact that you, yeah. that's so huge. I mean, we, that's had, we had, because uh, there's this competition between, the wrestlers were good too at Indiana State at that time. Mm. And uh, there was a guy named Bruce Baumgartner who was a gold mm. medalist. He was there. Any rate, uh, so the basketball team and the gymnastics team, we'd always like, no, man, we're better than you guys. <laughs> now, they, you know, every college in the United States has a basketball team. Very few had gymnastics yeah, teams. So right. they were great. Yeah. At any rate, we would always compete with them for that. And then uh, one day there was a reporter from Sports Illustrated wow. came in and wanted to take a, a photo of him and a couple of the cheerleaders. Oh, and that's, that's the iconic. The, yeah. That's the iconic photo. So you saw that being taken? or were Yeah, you yeah. yeah, it was really? in a gym. So his, it, oh, it's man. like, that's crazy. Okay, so who was that? Oh, that's Sports Illustrated. That's like, crazy. you're going to be on the front of Sports Illustrated? Right. So that's when we knew he must be a big deal. Well, the, and that's. We didn't really believe it until then. Right. Well, it's crazy because that's that being on, it's the one thing to be on the front of Sports Illustrated, but that picture yeah, yeah. is still iconic to this day. I mean, every yeah. basketball fan knows no, those, that picture. Those girls were cheerleaders. They were, we taught them. Back handsprings. Oh, and stuff those like that. same girls. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's, yeah, that's I can't think insane. of their names right now. That's one that's of crazy. them was had his brother named Ronnie. Anyway, wow, wow. Shout so out to Ronnie. So does this usually yeah. happen on your podcast? I don't know. We, we can't, haven't I, got to Blackhawk. We haven't got to Blackhawk yet. We're we're gonna start with Larry Bird and see if yeah, we make yeah, it to Blackhawk. Yeah. Well, so, so uh, yeah, you mentioned you're on the gymnastics. So the team. reason is I, mean, I said this because the guy, one of the guys in the paper that covered. Both uh, basketball and gymnastics was a mm -hmm. guy named Mike. He was a reporter. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Mike uh, became a really committed Christian. Oh. And mm -hmm. I thought, hey, look, I'm a Christian, so, mm -hmm. you know, let's hang out. Mm -hmm. So we hung out a little bit, but he was a serious Christ follower, and I was not at yeah. all. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to hang out with him so I could get my name in the paper and stuff like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And um, so Mike... Uh, was older than anybody on the team. Mm. Uh, the paper would embed him in the team, so he would travel with us or the basketball team, stuff like that, you know, so he could do his job. Mm -hmm. And so when you travel with someone and all that, then you really get to know people and stuff like that. Yeah. Like we, I remember once we were traveling to Penn State. This is a long time ago. This is yeah. ancient history. This is in yeah. the 70s. Right, right. And like, so you, we drive in. We drive to For Penn context, State. like my dad was born in the 70s, right? Yeah, so there this you go. is a so long I'm, time ago. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, um, 
So uh, we had a Playboy in the car. Oh, wow. And so this guy's in the car, this reporter. And so we'd say, hey, Mike, what do you think of this? You know, mm. fold mm. out. The kind yeah. Isn't yeah. <laughs> that funny? I yeah. Mean, that's, that was porn uh, yeah. back in those uh, right. days. No, like, maybe people that are listening right. don't even know what the, I'm talking about. Right, yeah, Playboy yeah, magazine. Yeah, like, right. Is like pulled that, out. The, mo- the song Centerfold, is, isn't that what that's yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, that that's popular right. song Centerfold is about that's exactly, porn. I mean, it's like... Yeah, that was... Man, that the was, different world. Yeah, I mean, totally. It's and it, yeah. It's so crazy. any rate, um, so Mike was like, you know, we're <laughs> you know laughing yeah. and stuff like that, and Mike would be like, um, "Wow, I wonder, man." He first of all he goes, "Wow, man, she's, like she's beautiful." Hmm. I wonder if she has a brother or a dad. Hmm. And was right. like, "Oh like, my gosh, you like." Right. You, Made her into a human being, yeah, you know, right, not an right. object, you know. Exactly, yeah. And so that was the kind of thing that Mike would do. His yeah. Christianity would come out in real practical ways like right. that. Right. He never tried to be preachy or anything. Mm-hmm. He was, And he was more mature than all of us. Yeah. So a bunch of guys, we just became interested in, like, the Bible mm-hmm. and stuff through that. Really? And so he would have a Bible study with mm-hmm. us, and, you know, we'd go over to his apartment and just had a million questions and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Wow. So that was really, and I didn't go to church. Yeah. So he just, you know, when I tell stories about Mike, actually, I just emailed him today. We're still close oh, friends. Oh, really? Nice. And um, people always go like, oh, was he with a ministry or anything like that? And I'm like, yeah. No, he's like a person in church. <laughs> he's like yeah. a Christian who's evangelizing. You yeah, know, like he's like, a regular guy. Yeah. We're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like wow. doing, the, he's walking the walk. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. And so back in the 70s, it was like Francis Schaefer, C.S. Lewis, yeah. all these kind of things. Yeah. So he would just, you know, say, hey, read this and listen to this pod, not podcast back then, <laughs> yeah. it was a tape. Right. Cassette tapes. Yeah. I mean, your audience probably didn't even know what those are. No, no, nobody yeah. had, and everybody already turned off the podcast. Not, yeah, <laughs> but now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cassette tapes. Yeah, and you never know, it. though, yeah, but people right. go, hey, this guy's talking about Larry Bird. Let's yeah, talk. yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll name this. Chris Dolson talks about Larry Bird. That's what <laughs> yeah, I'll title this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably get to Larry, and he'll yeah. probably go, That's, he's all lies. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I just grew uh, I think more and more fascinated with the Bible. I was a biology major, yeah, kid minor, right. and um, I did an internship at NIH. It's in Bethesda. Have you ever heard of the NIH? No, no. Yeah, what is that? big leading medical research place in the oh, United States. Nice. Yeah. And um, I really made a decision after I did that internship that I probably didn't want to go to medical school. Oh, really? I had a pretty decent GPA, so I applied to law schools. Wow. And um, because basically my whole life was gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I was just a mm-hmm. gym nut, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's no professional gymnast, you know. Right. You're, you're done, basically. And that, yeah, that time's coming to an end. Yeah, so you're, now you're you got to figure basically. it out. And even yeah. if you made the Olympics back in those days, there was everybody I knew that was on the Olympic team was poor. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, wow. nobody, that's, there's no money. You're not getting sponsored by Nike or something. None like of that, that stuff. Yeah. None of that's, that that's great. happened. So there's a guy on my team named Kurt Thomas. Yeah. Have you ever heard of him? Kurt, Kurt? Kurt? Kurt Thomas. Thomas. No, I don't know if Can I've heard of him. Yeah, Although... so he was famous back in the day. Okay. And um, so, you know, he was probably, he was the best gymnast in the country. He was on mm-hmm. our team. And at uh, any rate, um, I needed to do something. Mm. So I thought, I'll go to law school. Just and I, funny. And I got, uh, an, uh, I get accepted to a place. Uh, and 
Mike was with me, kind of opened the letter up and stuff. And uh, he said, uh, I wasn't excited. Mm. He said, well, why? He, he just stopped me. Again, he's a mature Christ follower. He goes, mm-hmm. and most people would be excited right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, I'd really like to study the Bible, but mm. what would my friends think? Because yeah. all of my friends, nobody, I didn't know any Christians. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were all Mike, and that's about it. Yeah. And uh, he said, you know, you should pay attention to what you are saying because, you know, your friends that you have right now, you know what happens. Mm-hmm. Everybody graduates, goes away, you never see them again. Yeah. And I thought, whoa. Right. And I thought, huh. So that's kind of, and at the same time, I was uh, kind of falling in love with the woman that became my wife. Mm. And God just did one thing after another, and it was like, I think I want to study the Bible. And that was, you were saying, I want to study it, but you well, you weren't saying, I want to be a pastor at this point, right? Oh, I definitely that was not didn't even want in... to be a pastor. Oh, really? I just okay. wanted to study. I Yeah, okay. no, no. I just wanted to, I just wanted to learn more. So how did you, so, well... Yeah, what happens next? So he discipled me with all these cassette tapes yeah. and Campus Crusade and all this stuff, you know. And, um, you know, some of the speakers were people, maybe if you've heard of some of these people, Howard Hendricks, mm. Charles Ryrie, people like that. Sure. And most of the people that were on the tapes had gone to this place called Dallas Seminary. Yeah, right. And so I kind of thought, I didn't even know what a seminary was. Yeah. I thought seminaries were Catholic. Mm kind of things, sure. you know, and I thought, well, I can't get married if I go to seminary. He goes, oh, that's Catholic. <laughs> yeah. It's not Protestant, you know. And yeah. so I thought, Dallas Seminary, so I'd look it up. You know, again, there's no there's no Google, yeah. no internet. Do so you, like, go to the library or something like that? or what? Yeah, you, you know, I mean, he would have stuff, and there would be magazines, right. Moody Monthly, Christ- okay. Christianity Today. Wow. And so you yeah. kind of just read about sure. these schools and— my wife and I fell in love with each other. Uh, I got out of school. I, we got married. Uh, I worked in a factory in Fort Wayne, Indiana. My wife was an accountant. She worked. She had a pretty good job. And then I would literally just read the Bible in the morning, mm-hmm. go to work, read the Bible in the afternoon, in the evening, mm-hmm. get these books. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get enough of the Bible. Yeah, and then I got accepted into Dallas Seminary and a couple of other seminaries, and then I went to seminary, and that was the beginning of. Yeah, and I didn't never wanted to be a pastor. Mm. I always wanted to be like, I thought maybe I could be teach at a school or something like that. Yeah, well, I, well, one thing I know about Dallas Theological Seminary, there's a lot more to that school than just this. But don't, didn't they kind of in the fifties? coin the phrase, like the dispensational, they were kind of one of the, the major yes. drivers in the dispensational theological yes. framework, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And was, did you learn a lot about that? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I went to school and had, you know, all these big dispensationalists, Ryrie and Pentecost, yeah. Walvert, all these people were my profs and yeah. all that kind wow. of stuff. It's old school stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Of course, you know, I'm right out of college. Mm-hmm. I have no church background. I had a church background, but it didn't count for anything. <laughs> I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. So you just go there. And like the first time I ever went through the book of Revelation was with this guy named J. Dwight Pentecost, who was wrote books on it and stuff right, like that. Right. So wow. it was yeah. kind of baptism by fire and stuff yeah. like that. So, so Here, what, I got a funny story. Yeah, go ahead. Go is ahead. It okay. Let's, yeah, that's fine. So that's this, fine. Is, this is church world kind of stuff. So, okay. uh, and you know a little bit about church world, but people in church world 
don't know. They just think everybody knows church world. Mm-hmm. So I was from outside of church world. Yeah. So I kept hearing other students talk about something. They kept saying, I'm from, and I couldn't understand what they were saying. I thought they were saying Wheaties. I was like, well, what are they talking about? That, that's a cereal. <laughs> and then I finally found, what are you saying? I said, I'm from Wheaton. Oh, And I yeah. thought, Wheaton? What's Wheaton? So, so, and they'd look at me and they go, oh my gosh, that's, that's like a really big, important Christian school. Yeah. And I would say, okay, I've never heard of it. <laughs> and if you think that's a big Christian school, right. okay, Notre Dame is a big Christian school. <laughs> yeah, okay, right, right. So we could stop a car out in the street right yeah. now and I could say, roll down your window. Have you ever heard of Wheaton? Yeah. They're going to say no. <laughs> like I had it for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. And have you ever heard of Notre Dame? And they're yeah. going to go, oh, fighting yeah, Irish. Right, right. So that's, that was, yeah. sorry, I ran into that constantly. Yeah. Christians, uh, in, mm-hmm. especially in the evangelical world, would talk about their own little evangelical yeah. little thing. Terminology, phraseology. Ch- yeah. Chuck Swindoll, everybody's heard of Chuck. <laughs> well, okay, stop. Nobody's right. heard of Chuck right. Swindoll, okay? Right. Yeah. It's not, because I was from non-church yeah. world. Yeah, I mean, I find myself thinking that non-Christians, for some odd reason, have listened to John Piper. And I'm like, there's yeah. no reason they'd listen to John no, Piper. there's no but reason. I just should know that, but I, you know, it's, it's, and it's like, it's a good and bad thing, because it's like, okay... It's good to know the Christians and the, you know yep. people like like these Swindle and all these guys, yeah. but also it's also good to recognize that non Christians don't actually know those people. And you know. yeah, and I think it points out that evangelicals talk to each other mm-hmm. and they think something's big because mm-hmm. they're talking or fighting or writing to each other. Mm-hmm. And but they're really nobody cares. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, actually, right. people that you yeah. stop on the street like nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally. All right. So, so that's that's. Uh, Dallas, I went mm-hmm. there, uh, decided that the backward story, I wanted to become a pastor. I don't know if you hear that, if you want to Well, what, when did that, I mean, was it, did you kind of feel called into the ministry or did, like what kind Ooh. of happened there? Cause yeah. I know, so we did a, I did a podcast with a guy named Vince Pierre, who's a pastor in Kentucky. Yeah. And we did a podcast called, should I be become a pastor? I think a lot of young Christians are asking, you know, that's one of the first questions they ask themselves, should I be a pastor? And, you know, there's this kind of this debate between, okay, some people think you got to be called, like God's got to like tell you, you need to be a pastor. And then some people are like, no, like maybe God doesn't explicitly just say, hey, you need to be a pastor, but maybe you have all the giftings for the pastorate. And so you become a pastor. So what what was your experience? Yeah, I, I... I never got the call, or if I <laughs> did get the call, I hung up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still haven't got it. Right. Maybe I don't know. Right. Uh, you know, whatever. Right. So my story is completely different. And you know, I, it's kind of funny to say that, but I want to respect uh, brothers and sisters who have a completely opposite experience. Yeah. And there's lots of those folks and totally. stuff like that. I think they may get a little bit more press. But um, at any rate, uh, so my experience wasn't that. So here's my experience. So I, I go to uh, Dallas. Back in those days, it was a four-year degree to get a master's, and I got that. Mm. Went into the PhD program that they had yeah. then. I, the idea is when I wanted to teach someplace, there was Dallas grads would come back, and they would be uh, teaching in various places and starting schools. Dallas had a big emphasis on missions and stuff like that. Yeah. So. There was a guy who started a school in Adelaide, Australia. He came back and he was kind of recruited new faculty. And so he's looking for PhD students who might matriculate and then go to his school. So yeah. this Adelaide 
New Bible College, I thought, yeah, I'd like, I, you know, like went to a couple of his coffees or something. Yeah. So like, there's no contract, man. It's just right. the idea. This is a goal. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm heading that direction, and my uh, wife and I, we had uh, one, we had our son already, and then when our daughter was born, mm. and just to start the story out, she's fine now, mm. but when she was born, she had deflated lungs. She was born premature. Oh wow! Wow. And so uh, there was no childcare possible for her. But she had, she was on a machine, mm -hmm. and uh, so one of us had to stay with her. Now we could have had a nurse stay with her and stuff, but that cost money. We didn't have money for that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the way it worked mm -hmm. is that I would go to school in the morning, and this is the doctoral program. So I'd go to a school was great, and the classes were like three people and a prof, <laughs> and your yeah. whole thing was write papers. Yeah, it was just heaven. I yeah. just loved it. Right. And then um, I'd come home at four, mm -hmm. and then we do an exchange. And I, I stayed home with the kids, and yeah. then she would go to work. She worked for Southwestern Bell. She was an accountant. She could make money. She'd go yeah. downtown, Dallas, Dallas would work, come back, repeat. And so our marriage started to suffer. Yeah. Because we never saw right. each other. She'd get home at 1, mm. and then wake up and go to school. Mm. And things were not good for us mm -hmm. in our marriage. So I just thought, because I was loving everything. And then, of course, when she'd ever talk to any church friends or Christian friends, it was all, hey, you know, you got to do your own thing. got to mm -hmm. help him get through school. That's mm -hmm. your job as a wife, stuff mm -hmm. like that. And that didn't really sit very well with her, you know. <laughs> and so I went to the, uh, the guy who ran the doctoral program, named Harold Hohner. Yeah. So he had a PhD from Cambridge, New wow. Testament scholar. Wow. And um, so I complained to Harold about my wife. And I said, hey, you know, we're just not getting along. It's not. And he looked at me and he said, you're not married to the seminary. Hmm. You're married to your wife. Hmm. I don't have one verse in this Bible about you being here at school. I got a lot of verses about the kind of husband you should be, yeah. the kind of father you should be. Yeah. And wow. you're not doing that. Hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, this is the guy who's supposed to keep you in school, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And so right. I got a punch in the gut, yeah. and I went home to my right. wife and said, I'm quitting school. Hmm. Wow. And, you know, I I don't, I'm not a quitter. Right. And so she goes, what are you going to do? And I said, I guess we could try that pastor thing. <laughs> wow. You know, yeah. so, because they're going to pay you. Yeah. And so, and so, in Dallas, there was a lot of, little small towns around Dallas that really would uh, get a PhD student mm -hmm. and they would become their pastor. Mm. And then you'd get a, a small salary mm. and then you'd drive back and forth and to go the, to school. Gotcha. You know, again, no yeah. online anything. This yeah. is back in right. the eighties. Right. And so there was a little town in Louisiana, Shreveport, Louisiana. It was a two and a half hour drive uh, from on highway, highway 20 from Dallas, and they liked the idea that I was a PhD student mm -hmm. and things seemed to work okay, so they hired me. And how big, like? 60 people. Oh, small church, 80 wow. people. Okay, nice. And I felt like, okay, this is great. And they were like, no, this is okay. They weren't like gonna pay my schooling. Right. But we had some money saved up. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we weren't hurting financially because my wife 
had a good job in Dallas for several years. We had yeah. some savings. And so the idea was I'm going to be a pastor. So this is in December wow, of 1984. Yeah. How are you doing? Should I stop? No, this is good. I'm just, okay. This is just like, I mean, thinking about my wife and I right now being young, we're, we're in like similar life stages where it is stressful, like with yeah. money and with time and yeah. with, you know, if, you know, one person's working at night. You know, it's just, it, it's, I'm like connecting with it. Yeah, I'm not totally. bored with it. Yeah, you, know? you don't have any... I, so anyway, so they hired me, and I was honest with them. I said, you know, I don't want to be a pastor. Yeah. So, I mean, I, mm-hmm. uh, they, but they hired me anyway. I would <laughs> never have hired me. Yeah. And so um, they hired me, and that was December uh, 1984. Mm. On the, like the third Sunday of January 1985, I'd been there like three weeks, six weeks. Uh, there was a guy who was one of the founders of the little church. His name was Charles Berry, and he was driving on a Saturday night with his wife and daughter, uh, and they were middle of the road, a, a drunk cross the median, mm-hmm. crushed into their car, mm-hmm. killed Charles immediately. He's like the founder of the church. Mm-hmm. His wife was ejected from the car, and Carla, in the back seat, was thrown into her dad, and all the bones in her face and everything were crushed, mm-hmm. and she went into a coma right away. So like disaster. So it's my sixth Sunday. Yeah. So Saturday night, people bang on my door and said, hey, you got to get into the hospital tragedies. It was just awful. So I go up there and see all this mess. And it's like, I've never been involved in death or Mm. dying or anything like this, founder of the church. So like we go back, a couple of the elders and I, we go back on Sunday morning. Sunday morning is like, you know, a couple hours away. Mm Mm-hmm. So we go, you know, we got to tell the people. So there's 50, 60 people. Yeah. So they show up. And when I said uh, Charles Berry was killed last night, mm. as soon as I said Charles Berry died, this is no kidding. Mm. Some, a woman in the church who was visiting started shouting, Ford, Ford, Ford. So I just said, okay, the founder mm. just died. And then you hear this. Ford, Ford, Ford. Yeah. And so her husband was Ford Ellis, and he was next to her. Her name was Linda. Okay. And Ford had a heart attack when I said Charles Berry died. He had a heart attack Whoa. right then. Wow. And he slumped down on the <sighs> floor. Wow. And we had somebody who was a nurse, and she came, turned him over, started pounding yeah. on his chest. EMTs came. All the people were crying yeah. because... Charles had died. This guy just had a heart attack. That was church that day. Yeah. And so I called up my pastor from Dallas and said, what do I do? His name is Don. And Don said, man, he said, you know, you just camp at the hospitals. Aren't they at the same hospital? I said, no, because Carla was dying. Yeah, right. And and Ford went to another hospital. Mm-hmm. So I just went back and forth between the hospitals. Mm-hmm. And Carla, you know, she was a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. And... um she was in a coma. I did her dad's funeral. Wow. She was, of course, she was in a coma. And then maybe a week or so after the funeral, I was in the hospital with her. And I didn't know what to do when I was there. Yeah. And the nurses right. just said, here, here's a brush. Comb the glass out of her hair. Because she had crushed glass in her hair wow. still. So I was combing the glass out of her hair. And she, her eyes opened. She Whoa. woke up. What year just sitting right this next? 1985. 
Well, but you're sitting next to her. I mean, this I'm, is so you're sitting, just there. I'm just sitting right next wow. to her. Just you know, you go in and you pray with somebody who's in a coma, yeah. and then you don't know if they hear. You know, totally, yeah. 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 So yeah. I would spend hours with her, just holding her hand, and yeah, that kind of stuff. Because she's in a coma. Yeah. She woke up, and then you know she her everything is wired shut. Her jaws and everything is broken. Her face is a mess. Yeah. So she can't talk, and so. She looks at me, and I'd only been her pastor for six weeks. Yeah. And so, you know, she barely recognized, like, who yeah. is this guy? Yeah, right. And then I had to tell her her dad died. Mm -hmm. And so that just, my heart just melted and mm -hmm. bonded mm -hmm. to Carla. And her mom survived. Mm -hmm. Good. And so her mom's name is Peggy. So all of a sudden, you know, I'm like 28 years old, mm -hmm. and I'm just, Anyway, so the Lord just mm -hmm. used that mm -hmm. to melt my heart to those people. Yeah. And like I had a a project that I had to do for mm -hmm. class. Mm -hmm. And I like no energy to Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, I'm gonna No Go gonna go to school. Go, go yeah. to school. Right, right. You know, like, like I'm not yeah. interested. It's it's interesting. It feels like you'd start by saying you were like, I don't even want to be a pastor. And right. then kind of, right. it feels like, in some way you say you weren't called to it audibly, but it feels like God kind of just was like, no, you're going to be a pastor and kind of just threw you into totally. a to like a major, like a, a, a situation that needs a pastor. Totally. And, and yeah. yeah, so I, there was other people on the floor that were, you know, messed up from different kinds of things. Yeah. And these nurses who professional people, they come in and I'm 28. They kind of know he's a new pastor. And I had people don't even know me. They mm -hmm. were saying, "Hey, you have skills here. Mm. Like you can walk in and out of death rooms, mm. and it doesn't bother you. That's yeah. a skill, right?" So it was like, "Okay, yeah." And I just never thought about huh. that, that kind of thing. So yeah. that's kind of so I just pulled in. And I got back with Harold and said, "Hey, mm. I don't have the energy to yeah. work on a paper about Jack Rogers or something like right. that." You know, right. so right. I'm done. Right. Oh, and, you, you know, he's, you, he said, you know, we can you know, leave the door open for you. You can come back and change your mind and stuff like that. But like, nah, I, this is what I'm doing. Really? So then I, that's how I got into ministry. Wow. That was 1984, 85. 1984, 85. And you said you came to Madison 1994. 94. So well, you were at that church for 10, 10 years. years. Okay. Yeah. And the church grew from about 60 people to about 160 people on nice. Easter Sunday. Yeah. If People that had a lot of members in their family came to. The, yeah. If the Atkinsons and the Zortons came, we yeah. had a big attendance. If <laughs> yeah. they didn't, we didn't. <laughs> right. You right. Know, yeah, they had ten right. people in each family. Yeah. You know, that kind of totally. thing. Yeah. And so it was a really small church, and um, that's mm -hmm. what that's that was uh, life for us for ten years. Yeah, and 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 so then I'm thinking, and maybe. Okay, so let's let's try to merge the yeah, stories we because we need to go faster, don't we? Well, we can't. Yeah, we can if we want, but let's yeah. let's start. Okay, so tell me about how Blackhawk. You're not so Blackhawk starts before you get there in '94. Yes. Yeah. When when did Blackhawk uh, start? How did it start? And then let's let's merge your stories in '94. Sure. So, okay. So um, Blackhawk began as a kind of uh, afterthought Bible study from a bunch of uh, really cool people hmm. who went to Bethany Evangelical Free Church. Okay. So Bethany is downtown Madison. Okay. Um, and still, still today. Still is, okay. yeah. Okay, wow. And uh, it's uh, east, on the east side, right, 
right when you, um, well, I can't think of the name of the street right now, but it's in a historic area in the east okay. side. And um, huh. when uh, in the early 60s, um, Bethany had, uh, they were growing and there were some people that wanted to start a church on the east side that later became Buckeye. Evangelical okay. Free Church, which changed its name to Door Creek. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then there were some people who wanted to start um, a Bible study on the west side, hmm. and uh, one of the family's names were Brader, oh. uh, George and Maxine Brader. They were just gotcha. one of the families. Okay. So they started a Bible study in George's huh. home, that makes sense. and um, the pastor of Bethany saw the potential that there could actually be like a church mm -hmm. on the west side. On the west side church. Wow. So there was a Christian Missionary Alliance church uh, that was on Blackhawk Avenue. Okay. That kind of folded. Yeah. And uh, so if you drive on Blackhawk Avenue, so Blackhawk Avenue is, if you're on uh, University Avenue and you're around Whole Foods on University oh, yeah, Avenue right. and Starbucks. Yeah, right. There. So there's a side street there called Blackhawk Avenue. Yeah. And if you go into Blackhawk Avenue today, yeah. go about three blocks, then uh, on the east side, there is a little building. And yep. that building mm -hmm. used to be Christian Missionary Alliance, mm -hmm. and then it was kind of for sale. And this little group um, became a church right mm -hmm. there in that place. And they called it Blackhawk Avenue Evangelical okay. Free Church. Yeah. Right. And so that was 1965. Wow. Okay. Or it was the first Sunday they right. opened. And it was 50 people, 40 people. Yeah. And they had no ambitions about growing or anything mm -hmm. like that. They were kind of related to the, the college. It was really close by. Mm -hmm. It was really kind of for people who lived on the west side back mm -hmm. in those days. Mm -hmm. So back in those days, like Nakoma mm -hmm. and all that was west side. There was no mall yeah. on the okay. west side. Wow. I mean, it's back right. before all that stuff was yeah. built. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. I can't even imagine it. Yeah, I, no. It's been there my whole life. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, then they stayed there on that location on Blackhawk Avenue until 1986. Mm -hmm. And then the church kind of outgrew it mm -hmm. and they moved to Whitney Way. Mm -hmm. And then there was a building that they built on Whitney Way mm -hmm. and they built that in 86. And then I came in 94. Mm -hmm. And when I came, they were worshiping in the building on Whitney Way. It was okay. 12,000 square feet. We were, you know, a couple miles from campus. Right. So now if your audience drives on Whitney Way, mm -hmm. this is um, 110 North Whitney Way. That was the okay. address of... Is it so, still there, the building? Yeah, the building okay. is still there. Now, we, okay. we added on to it mm -hmm. in 96 and 97, and... It went from 12,000 square feet to 44,000 square wow. feet. So we kind of dug a hole and yeah. stacked building on top of each yeah, other, you know. Yeah. We had parking for 80 cars at the most. Okay. And um, it, Whitney Way is a boulevard. Okay. And back in those days, uh, you could park on both mm. sides of the boulevard. Oh. Now, trivia, if you drive on Whitney Way now, there's no parking. At all. Because of us, basically. <laughs> well, the oh, really? So yeah, because, because you guys filled that place it, up, it, you on both sides of Whitney Way, from beginning Regent all the way down to where University is. That's yeah. a big hill. Yeah, we had parking on both sides, and then we would park at the Red Cross. Red Cross is near there too, mm -hmm. and so we would have parking at Red Cross, and we would bus people from the Red Cross parking lot 
to oh, wow. Whitney okay. Way because we grew to a church of about 3,000 wow. and we had parking for 80 cars. And so, okay, so let's, so it's 1994. 94. And so for, why are you, why do you want to leave, uh, what is it, Louisiana? Right? Yeah. It, why do you point. want, do you want to leave Louisiana? And if so, why? Yeah. And how did you come across this church? Black, I mean, yeah. was it called Black Hawk okay, Church, Okay, so right? you're just setting the table for me now. I know, go how ahead. Long yeah. is, how long, I mean, because these are all stories. Yeah, they And are, I'm an yeah. old guy. Right. I can just talk forever. No, that's fine. I'll cut you, I'll tell you stop yeah, if just, I watch it. Just do a cut. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, Okay. Oh, I okay, stop this now. is too much. <laughs> yeah, because all these stories. So here's my life mm-hmm. is basically a blind man walking through a maze backwards, <laughs> making all the wrong decisions. Sure. Okay. And nothing was intentional for me. I yeah. didn't want to be a pastor. Here yeah. I am a pastor. Right. And I never, I didn't want to come to Madison. So that's yeah. another story. Yeah. So um, yeah. we're in Shreveport, Louisiana. My father dies in 1991. My wife mm. and I are both from the Midwest, mm. and we had children. And says my dad was dying from cancer. We'd like wow. drive up here 18 hours, kind of watch him deteriorate. Mm. And we started to learn. You know, our kids really didn't know their cousins. Yeah, they didn't know it because we were down south mm. and all that kind of stuff. My kids started talking like this, and my my, yeah. my my daughter used to say, "I can't help myself," you know. And so we're, which is yeah. fine, yeah. You know, right. it's, it's okay. They, but a lot grow, different they, than the Midwest. They, they're growing yeah. up in Shreveport, you right? Know? Right. And so we started real. We didn't move because we wanted her to change her accent. <laughs> I, that'll sound bad. We yeah. love Shreveport. I mean, yeah. that's just the honest truth. We yeah. love the food. We love the people. Mm-hmm. Very cool thing about Shreveport was it. We were a minority. Whites yeah. were a minority in Shreveport. Oh, really? So our kids had black teachers, yeah. black friends, black yeah. principals. Yeah. And our neighborhood was integrated, yeah. not because anybody, hey, we need to integrate. It's just, just how it was. we were a minority. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so right. it was like, we loved that. So about, was your church, was there a lot of white and black people in your church or no, was it mostly? Uh, we had um, African-Americans, but like, <laughs> like you know, African-Americans yeah. like, why would I want to come there? Yeah, no, I get <laughs> you know, Because their yeah. churches were like right. rocking. No, I, and, you I, know, yeah. like, Sometimes I'm yeah, like, yeah, like, I'd rather go worship at, at a black yeah, church. And yeah, there's yeah. a really good Assemblies of God church here in Madison. It's like African. Yeah, uh, I yeah. don't know where it is exactly. I went there one Sunday and I was like, this is the best worship I've ever heard. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I'll just stop. Yeah, they, no. yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> the, you go in, there's not a sheet of music oh, in the no, building, you know? And, no, and people, and people are, are like clapping and dancing. And it's just incredible. Different culture. I had good friends or black pastors there and wonderful but one of my black pastor friends he just basically said like why would we want to yeah, <laughs> like, step down <laughs> yeah right 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 so you're probably just like okay yeah, yeah I, okay, get I get it i get it that's it any rate sorry um so what was the question so so you so why why matter oh yeah I mean, okay so your family so my, yeah. my dad was dying we realized we didn't hit. so my wife and i in 1991 we started to think wow we like it here, but, right. you know, maybe we should move closer to the Midwest so our kids mm-hmm. could know their family, yeah. that kind of thing. So we started, there's no internet back in those days, so yeah, you, don't, right. you know, so you kind of have a different way of searching. And so we would get these um, documents from our seminary, basically, that would just say, you know, four pages, and they would have 20, th- 20 churches, and you kind of, hey, oh. this church is looking for... Because churches mm-hmm. back in those days, if they were looking for a pastor, they would contact seminaries. Yeah, right. And they would say, hey, can you list our church and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And so that's kind of how you found out about it. It was kind of the seminary's bulletin board, and they would just mail it to you. Yeah. And so um, we would apply to different churches. So we applied in three years to over 100 churches. Mm. And 
most churches didn't even get back to us wow. with like a, hey, we got your application, thanks. <laughs> Not even that. Yeah. And so we were just rejected, 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 and stuff. And we was, I've pastored in church for about 10 years, and it grew by 50, 60 people. I mean, right. that's not impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the evangelical church world, you know, in the business world, it's about money. Mm-hmm. In the church world, it's about number of people. Right, right. So, you know, you're not growing, you're not a big deal. Right, right. So, and our church wasn't growing. Yeah. And so... Um, which what maybe you might agree with this, maybe not, but that obviously for people listening, that's not the only metric that matters. Like, like in Christianity, you could not grow at all, but your church could be super, super, a super solid, strong, God loving church. Right. So like more, more than, more than that. So I, I hated big churches. Oh yeah. Like I didn't want to have anything to do with big churches. Yeah. The big churches, they, know, they don't understand anything about discipleship. Mm-hmm. Weak. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're really. Yeah. You know, you yeah. don't know these people. Yeah. yeah is Spread that person, too thin. Yeah. yeah. These people need. You know, it's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't like big churches at all. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would never want to be a part of really. Big church. Wow. Yeah. So you know, so it's like, so one day I'm working in the garage, wow. and my wife gets a, a call. She comes out the garage. She goes, "Hey, there's a search committee on the, on the phone." Hmm. And I said, who? She goes, I don't know, some guy named George. Hmm. So okay. She says, I think he's from Wisconsin. <laughs> I didn't send anything to Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, really? So I, I, I get on the phone, and the guy goes, I'm George Brader. And we have your resume in front of us and your letter. And I said, where are you guys at? He said, we're in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. I didn't send anything to you guys. Well, are you Chris Olson? I got your name right here and everything. I said, yeah. Well, do you want to talk to me? I was like, I guess. Do you know how that got yeah. there? Okay, so okay. after the whole thing was over, yeah. my wife. <laughs> so so she, yeah. she would look through that same bulletin board list, yeah. and she would send things to where she wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah. She would sign my name. Yeah, wow. And she had her own little thing yeah. working. Right. And so... <laughs> and she just told you, like, man, that's just the providence of God. Like, like, <laughs> like that's just where you should be, right? Yeah, right. right. So that really worked out for us because it's cold here. Yeah. We were right. living in Louisiana. Yeah. So, like, every time it would get, like, cold. When we moved here, we didn't have coats for this area. Right. right. You know, so every time it got cold, I'd look at her yeah. and i go, yeah, you sent the resume. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear. Yeah. 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 I don't want to hear. Right. Right. Yeah, right. you right. sent it. That's good, yeah. wasn't my idea. Yeah. You know? Wow, that's... But did... When did it? you find that? I mean, when did she tell you? Hey, oh, right I after actually, the right afterwards. Okay, yeah, so right, right, okay. He yeah. had my thing, and she said, yeah. "Well, I've been sending stuff." Yeah. Out, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. Good. So, anyway, so again, I would never have sent it here. Yeah. Wow. So they were a church in 1994, about 300, and they had they had made the big church growth move, mm. which they went from one service to two services. Right. That's bold. That's bold. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. So back in those days, you had like Sunday school, so you had service, mm-hmm. Sunday school, service. Wow. And I thought, oh, wow. Because mm. that usually splits churches. People don't like to go from one service to two. It is interesting. Because they can't see yeah. their friends anymore. Yeah. And there's usually a lot of resistance against right. going from one to two. Right. And this is, this is so at High Point, the church that I go to. So we, I think we have two, yeah, two services. Yeah. And it's funny. And this probably isn't the same at Blackhawk. You guys have like six services or something like that now. But like Nick will give a sermon, early sermon, and then he'll give the next sermon. 
and there's a joke at High Point that like they're two different sermons because yeah, yeah. he like one, he like gets what he gets out in the first sermon and then the second sermon he's like I think he's like oh there was stuff that I missed so then he says different things so yeah. you know I'll you, no. somebody will say oh yeah did you hear this in the sermon they'll be like no I was at no. second service I'll be Nick, oh, okay yeah. yeah Nick's smart guy and he's a good speaker <laughs> and he's gonna pick up and go oh, I could have said it differently so he's yeah, gonna say yeah, it differently right, right, yeah right. so which is right. cool two different services yeah, but yeah there you it's, go. It's cool. so um, yeah where are we now yeah uh, so, oh, so so that's important yeah. for the college question yeah. Right. So do you want me to keep going? Go, keep going. Yeah, yeah this so is interesting. I had, so this is the summer of 1994. I get yeah. here in July, and church is 300. So there's a service, adult Sunday school hour, service. Mm. Mm. So I don't have a Sunday school class because they already have teachers for that. Yeah. So I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. So this is like second Sunday. I'm hanging around the water cooler and eating donuts, mm-hmm. and a college kid comes up to me. Her name's Jackie. Mm. And... She goes, hey, you don't have a Sunday school class. Do you want to teach like a college class? Oh, and I looked at Jackie and said, if you can find some students. Yeah. Because it was like her and a couple of students. Yeah. We had no college students. And she goes, I think I can get a couple. Yeah. I said, okay, well, we don't have any space for it. I guess we could like get in my car, drive to my house. I didn't live far from the church. Yeah. We could have donuts in my kitchen, right. and then we'd have to drive back because I got to do the second service. Right. She goes, "Cool." That's just a different world, dude. Because nowadays, if like a pastor said to like a college student, "Like, hey, I'll just drive you to my house," I think everybody would be like, "I don't know." <laughs> like, this can weird. I do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but that's right. It's a yeah. different thing, man. That's yeah, just, yeah. So, at any rate, you know, that never occurred to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like there was guys too. Uh, right. So yeah, there, totally. There a couple totally, of guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, right. yeah. And uh, so, at any rate. There were two or three people, but sometimes, yeah, I would be in a car by myself <laughs> with like three college girls, you know, yeah. and we'd drive it, you know, my house. Yeah. So it, but it didn't last very long because okay. basically the first Sunday was like five and then they would tell their friends the next Sunday it was like 10. Really? And the next Sunday it was like 25 and there was right. several cars. And, you know, we'd basically get to my house and like yeah. fix some coffee and my wife would go out and buy donuts. We, okay, let's go through Philippines or whatever, you know. Yeah. Basically, get like three verses, and like I gotta go back. Yeah, you gotta I had, preach. You know, wow. I gotta preach. Yeah. So I didn't realize mm. what was happening mm. was cool, because right. they they didn't <laughs> yeah. they didn't really care yeah. about Philippians. It's just they're getting to know a pastor. Yeah. And then oh, hey, that... I got questions about this and that. Huh. So we, so we talk yeah. in the car on the way back or on right. there, and so I was becoming their friend basically. Yeah. Wow. And it was the same thing that Mike did with me mm-hmm. back in the car in Indiana State. Right. It wasn't like, hey, lesson one, two, three. It was like mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, and like, you know, like read the Bible. I mean, that's basically Jesus' right. style. <laughs> Let's any, do life together. You know? Did anybody ever, did anybody at the church ever ask like, like, like why are 25 people going to your house in between services yeah, or well, anything? Yeah, it didn't, well, it didn't last very long because we ran a room at my house. Yeah. So we had to find room in the building and yeah. we couldn't find room in the building. And if you, even today, if you go on Whitney way yeah. between Regent and Whitney way on mm-hmm. Reg, there's, there's a, there's a building, a church building. Mm-hmm. It's called a uh, red, uh, red, red church, red village. Are red you village talking church, about? Yeah. yeah red village, so that yeah. was, it was another name back in those days. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marcio's church uh, was uh, okay. there for years yeah. and years. So of course this is way before Marcio. Mm-hmm. 
And so, um, what's the name of it? I can't think. The one right, the Red Village yeah, Church. No, what was, oh. what's Marcio's? Uh, is it Lighthouse? Lighthouse. Is Lighthouse, Lighthouse Church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah. Marcio's so bad. I'm so, <laughs> so sorry, buddy. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, so it's Lighthouse Church. So they would let uh, my little mm -hmm. college class be in their basement okay. because it didn't interfere. They didn't, they didn't start church yet. Okay, nice. So we used their basement and mm -hmm. then we'd start... We basically literally start filling their basement up. Really? We have more kids in their basement, college kids, than they had above us in their church. Really? So we'd have 80, 100, 120 kids. Man. And the church That's... was 300 people. Wow. Yeah. And so then you start going, mm -hmm. okay, this tail's wagging the dog here. Right. And so our growth was mostly 18 to 22 year olds. Yeah. And we start growing really rapidly in that demographic, and it caused all kinds of problems. At yeah, the church. I was going to say. I mean, so so you went from like three hundred people to three thousand people in less than ten years, or in about ten years. Well, let me think about that. So ninety four, we were three hundred. In ninety nine, we were about a thousand. Oh, about a thousand. Okay. And then in when we moved here in two thousand and six, two thousand seven, we were about three thousand. Really? Mm -hmm. So about 15-ish years, 10 to 15 yeah, mm -hmm. years. Wow. Yeah. And um, so it was rapid growth. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we so we added on to the building in 1996, mm -hmm. 97. We mm -hmm. had, had now the current footprint now, if people drive by, it's and we sold it to Mount Olive Lutheran. Okay. And so mm -hmm. the current footprint's about 44,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. Again, they still have a small parking lot. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, so that's another story. So, completely. but I have to ask about these. Okay, so your church is... I feel is, like this is boring. Are you no, people, no, this is interesting. This, this is what people like. You know, yeah, have you ever listened to like know. Joe Rogan? Maybe not. No. They just talk no. about stuff, you okay. know? People just like talking about... This is interesting. I mean, at the very least, it's interesting for me. I'll yeah, listen yeah. back to yeah. it or whatever. And it's just whatever. you and me right Yeah, here right. So who cares? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I have to ask, there's this, like the dynamic of... of make it like churches growing that fast. Yeah, I, you, yeah. I, I wonder, so did you guys think to yourselves like, well, first off, like what the heck is going on? And then second, were you kind of like, how do we structure this thing? Because when I think of mega churches or these big churches, to be honest, and I grew up in a different generation, different time, but like scandal comes to my mind, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like yeah. guys having affairs and Absolutely, stuff like that because yeah. things grow bigger than totally. they prepared for. They didn't yeah. have the infrastructure in yeah. place, whether yeah. that be physical infrastructure or yeah. moral infrastructure yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. so what what were you thinking as far as like guardrails go morally and yeah, things yeah. like that? Like yeah. how, how did that all work? Well, first of all, I didn't want the church to grow. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> You know, whatever. Yeah. Our, the Actually, the church leadership didn't really want it to grow. Really? Because when they hired me, they were like asking questions like, do you want to pastor a big church and all that? And like, yeah. no. They're you like, know, you're, so, you're the guy. Yeah, you're the guy. <laughs> you know, you like, go, yeah. Big churches are bad. That's I right. wouldn't pastor yeah. a big church. Yeah. Know? Wow. And so, that, you know, it was good for that. Everything was working. And yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, uh, oh, you know what? you should tell your friends not to come here because we don't want them here. Hmm. So I'm not going to do that. You know? <laughs> especially yeah. especially their friends are you know, UW students. Yeah, you know? right, right. And they're you know, sleeping around and smoking right. dope and you right. know, stuff like that. Just yeah. normal students. You know? yeah. And all of a sudden, kids start coming to faith in Christ. Right. And it's like, what are you going to say? I'm not going to say no right. to that. Right. Oh, like, you know, if you come to Christ, 
Where are you going to tell your friend right. to go to church? Right. Well, they go to another church. No, they should come right. to this church because right. you're their friend. Right. You brought so them to, to Christ. And that's, that just, just kind of makes yeah. sense. Right. So, and that was happening rapidly. It was like, and we didn't, every mistake you could mm. possibly make in pastoral mm. ministry, I've made 10 times. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. I've, when I first came, I had a staff of like, there was a, a full time assistant pastor. And then there was a youth pastor, and then about two or three months after we got here, the assistant pastor, a great guy named Mark, he came up to me and says, I think we should like have a staff meeting. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, why? <laughs> so you did, <laughs> like, you're cool. Right, like, right, yeah. yeah. He goes, well, I guess we could like pray for... Th- Oh yeah, we got a lot of like, yeah, that we should do, That's a good idea. We should do that. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> like the normal like yeah, church, like, like not even church stuff, just like business. You know, like yeah. like let's have a staff meeting yeah, and like, talk about how, how things are how going. Yeah, yeah, how wow. do you do it? Because right. I had none of that background. Yeah, I was right. never mentored by anybody, right. and it was like anything like church growth, Willow Creek, all that stuff. That's mm. evil, as far as I was concerned. Right. Like what? I know nothing to do with. So that when stuff. it started to grow, were you like? like kind of pissed at yourself kind of like what am i am i sinning like what am i doing wrong god like or like no, or were you kind of just no, like first of all you're so sense. busy you don't know what to think about sure, sure and then basically i'm just cranking out messages and which was very strange because a lot of the messages that I, were just duplicates of mm-hmm. what i preached in shreveport preached the same message in shreveport oh. nobody said anything <laughs> preached the message here people come to faith yeah it's like oh that's so it's like, huh. So then when people would come up to me and they would say, oh, man, mm-hmm. you're like amazing and great. My wife and I would go home and go, like, no. I wrote that sermon like six <laughs> years yeah. ago and nobody didn't cared. didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that was yeah. really helpful for me. I think, yeah, you know, good. this guy, Mike, yeah. I keep referring to, mm-hmm. you know, he uh, would mentor me continually to say, it's a good thing that the rapid growth didn't happen in this report. Because right. when it happened in Madison... And everybody wants to put that on right. you. You go, no, like it actually, ain't me. Yeah, this message, I tried it on other people. No, it didn't work. No, something same. else is going on. Yeah, right. right. So it's God's yeah, stuff, wow. not me. Wow. And and then you're dealing with raw people mm-hmm. who actually lives are being transformed. Yeah. And there's no end to the transformation. Yeah. And you're just going, this is right. as cool as all get out. Right. And especially with the college kids, because I really loved... Mm-hmm. working with the college kids because my life was transformed in college. Yeah. And I could relate to the stuff that they right. were going through. And I, you know, somebody come up to me and say they're sleeping around or yeah. whatever. And I didn't care. Okay. Right. right. I did right. that. Right. <laughs> you right. know, so it's like, yeah. Right. Yeah. You that's, know? that's normal. So Obviously. That's not going to be a stop for your, do you hear, right. you know, what do you think this passage says? Do you want to be obedient? And right. Exactly. All right. that kind yeah. of stuff. You weren't condoning the, the, no, the sin. Right, that's no, obviously no. true. I heard a sermon. I guess we that, should say that. Yeah, you probably should. your podcast audience. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah no, no problem. No, 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 right. yeah, yeah, you weren't yeah. condoning it, but no, you, were, no. you were more like, yeah, that's what people do at the UW. And yeah. like, this is a different <laughs> culture, but you know, we're not going to like trash you yeah. for doing that Yeah, there's stuff. this kid. Is okay to tell a story? Go ahead. This is kid. So I did the college class. That was my job. So this kid started to come and all the, the Christian kids were going like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't believe so-and-so's here. Because yeah. he was like a gay activist. He, oh, he was, really? He was part of a group, I think they were called Act Out or something like that. But mm. he was like in a national organization about, wow. at, he was like an activist. Like a bit, yeah, a big, you know, kind of person. Outspoken. Outs- yeah, very outspoken. outspoken. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> so he's in the class. He just yeah. came. They were like, what in the world? Yeah, right. So, you know, he asked some antagonistic questions yeah, in the class. Right. And I thought, oh, it's okay. Yeah. So I went up to him afterwards and said, hey, man, it's yeah. okay. You know, I didn't think I did a very good job asking your question. Maybe yeah. we could meet sometime and we could talk. He says, I'm cool with that. Hmm. So I said, let's, I don't know, I want coffee downtown. Yeah. So I had a place I'd meet people. Awesome. So okay. You and me with me? <laughs> yeah. So then, so I, and all the Christian kids, crusade kids and stuff, they come yeah. up and go, I can't, sorry, I can't remember his name. I'll just say Joe. Okay. What Joe say to what you, you know? Yeah. yeah. I said, yeah, it's okay. Like right. we're going to have coffee. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so so right. then, so yeah. then we had coffee. So we yeah. go to this coffee shop and uh, we get coffee and we bring the coffee back to the table. And I realized mm. that I didn't have any cream. Yeah. There was no cream. So I wanted to get some cream for my coffee. And we sit down and I said, oh man, I, I got to get some cream. You want some cream? He goes, I'm a homosexual. He didn't say gay. He said, I'm a homosexual right. and I'm bisexual. And I looked at him and I said, do you want cream with that? <laughs> Because I don't want some cream. Right, <laughs> Do you want right, some cream? Right. It's just like a, a <laughs> And weird then he looked at me and he goes, okay, that's what I can't stand about you. It's like, you're nice to me. Why aren't you angry? Huh. And I said, I don't know. You, you like, can you punch know, me in the face. Yeah, maybe I'll <laughs> like, up some anger. Right, right, Do you right, want right. me to be angry? Yeah. You know? And he huh. goes, you know, he starts, right. he goes, I never met anybody like you. Huh. So I'm like, well... So There's a we, lot of people like me. He actually. thought that you shouldn't get him cream because he's no, no, he was, no, I don't understand. No. He thought that since I'm an evangelical pastor, yeah. and that he would say that he's gay, I would hate him. So he, so and he I, just went right into uh, yeah, yeah, and I wow. didn't hate him, and right. he couldn't figure that out because huh. he'd been told the stereotype right. was right, right. They think you're going to go to hell, and they hate you. Yeah, and so no, man, let's. You want some cream with your coffee, man? right? Like, let's just Happy, talk Let's just it. talk. You want yeah. a donut? Let's yeah. just, hey, wow. let's become friends, you know? Right. Let's talk to each other. Right. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, anyway, that's, right. but, that but, dynamic... but that's an illustration of mm -hmm. my pastoring world mm -hmm. back in the 90s. I loved those kind of, kind of yeah. meetings. I loved conversations. Like right. They were like real conversations. Yeah. You know, they were not mm -hmm. like, hey, what's Romans 8.1 mean? You know, <laughs> it was like real conversations. Sure. Yeah. And so I just ate that kind of stuff up. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, we had people down south, they would contact me and we'd go, oh my gosh, you know, you got, you know, you've probably got people in your church that are like, oh, millennial and stuff like that. I'm like, man, we don't even talk about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we, well, I'm living in Madison, you know, yeah, we, people don't thing. believe the truth corresponds to reality here. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't, people don't believe in God. There's so bigger fish to fry bigger here. Bigger issues yeah, here, right. you know. So that's interesting that that's what they were talking about down south, because when I think about what people are talking about. It's like, yeah, this is a university town. And like Madison is like one of the most sec UW is like one of the most secular universities in the country. I don't like, like some of the most, from our perspective, like worst philosophies have come out of Madison. And yeah, it's yeah. like the Portland of the Midwest. It's kind of like a very anti-Christian place. And so it's, it's, we're not talking about even like predestination free will we're just like no, no. is god real or not and yeah, and yeah. that's kind of the the question yeah and that is the kind of the environment i really thrive in that mm. kind of a thing because this is kind of back to my school days 
I, my best friends in the world, nobody yeah. went to church, nobody was a Christian, right. I, everybody was great. So I really had no problem hanging out with people that completely diss Christianity. Mm-hmm. And it's like me yeah. a few years ago, you know, right. it's like, I'm okay with that. I remember you gave it, this is kind of shifting a little bit, but when you guys came into this building that we're in now on, on Brader Way, it's a big, huge building. And I yeah. remember you gave a sermon one time and I, th- I maybe I'm getting I this wrong. I'm really tell nervous now. <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. You gave a sermon like, where you, you explained like when they were building this building, maybe some of the construction workers were talking and there, there's another building right next to it. That's like a finance or a bank or I don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah. And you said that they oh, were yeah, building yeah. this building and the construction workers thought they're like, Oh, that other building is this huge building. They're like, that's, that's the pastor's, the pastor's house. house? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like yeah. outrageously gigantic yeah, building. We had this thing when they were building the building here, we wanted to do pizza yeah. for the workers. You know, there's lots of, this is yeah. a big building. So lots of workers. Yeah. And uh, so it wasn't every Friday, but it was like every right. other Friday. And so, you know, I don't know how many boxes of pizza, but, you know, tons of pizza. Yeah. So we would feed. And so the workers basically, hey, don't bring your lunch on Friday because they feed you. Yeah. So there's these boxes and boxes. So I basically would come over here and then just start walking around with the boxes. Yeah. I'd yell at guys on the ladders, hey, man, pizza, come right. down, you know. And so they're just like basically <laughs> just sitting around. And I'm like, so basically the workers were like, He's he's a pizza guy. Right. <laughs> he's a yeah, pizza guy. Yeah, he's a pizza, you know? yeah. pizza guy. So I was sitting down and eating with pizza with the guys and oh, some of these guys are just starting to talk about that. Yeah, it's like mega church, man. It's you know the pastor here, man. He's like real rich guy. <laughs> you know, like, well, tell me about that. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that's his house over there. Yeah. You know, it's a big building. It's got like a pool in it and stuff yeah. like that. And I said, now who's told you that? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You know, Joe over here told yeah. me. You know, and I'm sitting there talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it's I like undercover ba- boss. Yeah, you know? I feel <laughs> bad about it. Like, yeah. I probably, you know, I'm like, like I'm the pastor. Yeah. <laughs> and then they would look at me and go. No, man, no, you're the pizza no. guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, guys, I'm, I'm telling you, that's not my house. Yeah, you're like, yeah, right, dude. So then I would get Robin. Robin yeah. is the builder, and I'd get Robin to come over, or the guy that worked for Robin. And No, man, he's telling you the truth. He's actually the guy. <laughs> dude, that's – yeah, I remember yeah. hearing that when I was, like, in middle school. So I was like, that is very funny because it's just yeah. – the building is just, like, a finance – like, it's a big building, but big I'm building. like, I could see the logic there. Like, this totally. is a huge church, yep. and somebody being like, yeah, that's where the pastor is. Oh, and they lives. had this thing, too, where um, – because, you know, you get rumors and say, yeah, yeah you got to uh, you got to make so much money to come here or something. It was a yeah. membership fee. Oh, they had that wow. thing. Going. Yeah. So that right. was the rumor. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like a country now, what, club. What is a membership yeah. fee? Oh, man, they charge you to come here, man. You have to have a certain amount of money. Right. Like, what's that amount of money? Yeah. And I can't remember what the guy yeah. said, you know, like some thousands of dollars. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so you got to have that in order to come here. Oh, yeah, man. Right. So where did you hear that? Right. Oh, I heard that from you know Bob over here. Right. And I go, hey Bob, where did you hear that? Oh, I heard that from you know. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's circular, you know. Yeah. It's just, and then when yeah. I would disrupt their myths, yeah. they wouldn't believe it. Really? You know, it's like, oh no, man. Oh, you're the no, pizza guy. Actually, yeah. it's free <laughs> right. to come here. Oh yeah. no, man, you got to. Pay. <laughs> it's like, no, I am the pastor. I yeah. like this is I free. That's something funny. about this. Yeah. That's so. What, at what point did? Now, everybody who listens to like Christian stuff, they, I mean, a lot of people know about Tim Mackey. Like he started the Bible project and I remember when he started being a pastor here and like, he was like a quirky guy. Like I remember kind of, you know, I grew up in small town and, you know, in small town churches, like sometimes the preaching, you get pastors who maybe their strong suit isn't preaching. And I remember coming to Blackhawk and like Tim Mackey was preaching Yeah, yeah, and... 
I was like, this guy's actually interesting. Like, this is what kind of makes sense. And he's yeah, saying yeah. some interesting stuff. And like, yeah, yeah. And so, Tim, and then, and then later on, obviously, he goes to start the Bible project. But how did yeah. you get connected with Tim? Tim, yeah, 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 yeah. What's that? What's the deal? Yeah. So you got to do this. Cut right, me yeah, off. Cut you off. Because yeah. you just ask. I could tell stories all I day know. long. Man. I, this is fascinating yeah, to me so, because it's how, you yeah, know. So this is Mackie stuff. So mm-hmm. um, it's really strange mm-hmm. for me to think that Tim is famous. It's very weird. <laughs> And again, again, that's like the Wheaton thing. It's like in the yeah, Christian world. Right, like, right. I, and we could stop a car out there and they right. wouldn't know who he is. But man, like the animation stuff that they're doing yeah, is yeah. like, it's like way better than any yeah. Christian stuff, yeah. you know? So Tim came uh, to uh, Madison hmm. in 03 okay. uh, to study under Michael Fox and Cynthia Miller. So they were running the Hebrew department. Michael um, Fox. Michael Fox. You're talking about uh, Back to the Future. No, 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 not the Back to the no, Future no, one, no, right? Yeah. No. no, he's a genius uh, yeah. rabbi okay. and wow. ran the Hebrew Semitics department here. Which in UW, I, UW. I, what I know is that they had like one of the best Hebrew... Is run by uh, Fox. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. guy named Chuck Cohen, okay. who's still alive, was in the uh, history department and mm. Chuck's uh, Jewish guy, wonderful yeah. human being. And Chuck had the idea to bring in Fox and wow. it's history after that. Yeah. Anyway, wow. so they had the, one of the premier, it's the only program I believe in the country. Now I, I, I never went to it that I think specialized in biblical Hebrew. Okay. So mm. a lot of seminaries, a lot of evangelicals uh, from around the country would send their best students here to study under Fox Wow. and Miller. Mm. And um, anyway, that's a story. So, so Tim came, his wife Jessica mm. uh, came also, obviously. And so we were hiring in our office. We mm. needed somebody to work in the office and Jessica got a job working for us. Yeah. And she's amazing, amazing, way better than Tim. She's, <laughs> Tim married up in a big way really? when really? he married her. Yeah. And uh, she could just, everything she touched turned to gold and yeah. she was just fantastic. And then, you know, I'd see on Sunday, she had a husband and I knew he was going to the yeah. program and stuff. And, but there was a lot of students at the program who would come to Blackhawk. And um, she kept saying, she'd kept saying, you know, you should meet my husband. You know, he, he's, he's pretty smart. And mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, well, not so much. I'm busy. Right, right. You, you know, hear busy, that a lot, right? Busy Probably, guy. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, People are they, telling me they, they, they their husbands are smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Um, yeah, it really wasn't until there's a guy mm. that our lead teaching pastor now is going to be Charles Yu. Yeah. And um, his mentor was a guy named Bruce Wolke. And okay. uh, Bruce and I were together in Canada for something. Uh, it's another story. And uh, Bruce said, uh, Now, where are you from? I said, uh, Madison. He said, Oh, one of my best students uh, from Regent is in Madison. What church you about? I Blackhawk. Blackhawk's a weird word. Yeah. So people tend to remember it. Yeah. He goes, what? I think he goes to your church. And he's studying under Fox. And I thought, okay. So I come back and I go, who's Charles Yu? So then I meet Charles. And so Charles and I kind of become a little bit of a friends. And then Charles goes, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. It's a guy named Bill Tooman, Tim Mackey. And so they, all these people are like borderline genius people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and they're and it's very intimidating as mm-hmm. a pastor to know you got people that I was gonna ask they read Hebrew that. like English. Yeah. I mean, they're incredible. Right. So my first thing was, oh, I took some Hebrew. 
I'd like to. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's, let's sit down, read yeah. the Hebrew Bible together. Right. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I can't do anything like, like these guys. Right. Like telling Larry Bird, yeah. like, oh, I've played basketball. Yeah, yeah, let's go play. That's exactly yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they, yeah. uh, so right. there's Starbucks down on State Street. They would, uh, you know, one afternoon a week, they would sit down there as a reading group and they would mm-hmm. open up their Hebrew Bible and read and a bunch of people, you mm-hmm. know. And men and women, and I'd go down there, and all of a sudden, you know, it'd be like my turn to read a sentence. I'm like, oh, yeah, uh. right. So um, I thought this is embarrassing. So I wouldn't mind being mentored, <laughs> yeah, tutored by one of these guys. And so Tim had some time, and so he didn't mind like tutoring me, really. And so we'd meet for coffee, mm-hmm. and we d- just developed a friendship kind mm-hmm. of that way. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, one thing. Led to another, and we just became friends. He's older than my son, but he reminded me a lot of my son. Yeah. We just became friends. But yeah. his wife was the one who worked here. Yeah. And then one thing led to another, and eventually, uh, when Tim graduated, uh, he started working for us. Yeah. 2009 or something like that. Yeah. And as he worked here, was he ever kind of like... Hey, Chris, I kind of got this idea where, like, you add animation to this thing and, like, you teach the Bible. Like, was that conversation happening well before, obviously well before they actually put their first video out? I just remember when you guys showed that first video, and it's, like, Adam and Eve, like, flip God off in that, you know, that video where, like, Adam and Eve, they, like, they, like, uh, blurred out the fingers but they flipped god off in the video it was very like it no. felt like really edgy and i thought that was really funny i was i thought that was really cool we but did was, that you guys showed it and you're like introductory oh. you had a class that was like for me? people who were brand new okay christians uh are not brand new to blackhawk okay. and me and my family did it and you played um old guy i don't remember right you played the black the brand so, new bible project video okay so back in those yeah. days so I don't know what you're if you're talking about the in the beginning <laughs> of all this. So right. every uh, May I get together with uh, a bunch of graduates from Gordon Conwell. I eventually went to Gordon Conwell. I got a, a doctorate from there. And hmm. every May I would meet with my mentor, a guy named Haddon Robinson, mm-hmm. and he'd bring in a, a biblical scholar, mm-hmm. and then we'd go through like a book of the Bible or whatever. Mm-hmm. So one year we brought in a guy named George Guthrie. Mm-hmm. So you're people can look him up. Yeah. So he, the NIV commentary on Hebrews, George did that. Okay. So George is challenging, he's like 40 pastors in a room and George yeah. is going, I want to challenge all of you to go through the Bible in a year. Yeah. And I turned to a friend, I thought, that's a stupid idea. Stupid, <laughs> stupid. You go through the Bible in a year, that's right. stupid. I mean, how can you possibly do that? You know, 50 chapters in Genesis. Okay. Right. Come on, come on. Right. So I come back from that. It's like 2006 or so. Yeah. Come back and Tim was working here then. Yeah. And Tim, well, it must have been like 09. No, we hired Tim in 09. So it must have been like an 09. Sure. So I mean, he goes, he goes book? Huh? Are you talking about Eat This Book? Was that? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, okay, so this sorry, is the beginning sorry, of that. Yeah, sorry, okay. So, so I, he said, uh, well, what, what, George? And I said, you know, he challenged her, right? Go through the Bible in a year. Mm. He goes, oh, that's a great idea. Mm. I thought, that's a stupid idea. How can you possibly do that? <laughs> he said, well, I, I, think, I think I could draw like Genesis. So I did, just what I did to you, Genesis 50 chapter. Yeah. Oh, man, I could go through Genesis in like five minutes. How? Oh, yeah. you just draw some squares and stuff. And <laughs> so I'm like, huh. So this yeah. is like, we called it the Bible in five. Huh. So I think they're still on. I think your your people can Google Blackhawk Church Bible in five, okay. and they'll find some old videos. Oh, those are uh, the, the really old. And Tim's yeah. in. I've watched. So yeah, this, this is Tim. Yeah. 
So he's my daughter is actually the videographer. She's really? shooting this. Okay. So he's just like so. And then we had you know back in those days you know things were online, and so we so people would um, download the sermons, but the Bible and five was like way more, people way yeah. more. Wow. And so it's like, and so he would like go through the Bible in five minutes. I mean, you know, the, uh, this book or that book or this book. Or yeah. That book. And, you know, just have like white uh, on a clear board and he would just draw. Yeah. You know, he's just an incredible right. mind. And great communicator. Yeah, great I mean, communicator. it's like rare. There's very few people in like theology, politics, whatever, that can take these absolutely complex things. Yep. And bring them down to the level of the average person totally. and, and not compromise the complexity of the problem and the complexity of the topic. Yeah, you know, so that's great. his back. His background was he grew up in, in Portland skate yeah, church. Yeah. So he's a skateboarder. So the whole idea of, you know, non-churchy people, yeah. you know, communicating to normal people, the truths of the Bible, mm -hmm. that's his world. Yeah. And he's great at it. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, yeah, there, that's... Um, how do we get off on that story? That's, well, that just because I asked about uh, yeah. Tim and like how he came yeah, so, here. So that was it. And yeah. uh, they wanted to have, uh, when they started having children, they wanted to be closer mm -hmm. back yeah. to Portland and, you know, it was like, mm -hmm. which is great. Yeah. You know, totally. like no problem, right? obviously. And so they right. went back to Portland. He started working in a church out there. And then he and his old college roommate, yeah. uh, they, you know, probably... Looked at Bible in five, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. and then, hey, let's do this. And right. one thing led to another. Totally. Okay. You have to go soon, but I have two questions I have to ask. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. And one of them is from uh, Craig Blomberg. Do you know Craig, Craig? Blomberg? Yeah, 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 I did yeah, a podcast yeah. with him and he told me I'd ask you one question specifically. I'm so sorry. I've just gone on and on and No, on. you're fine. Okay. Don't worry about it. Right. I do have two questions. The first one I have to ask before Craig's that... Like kind of the, the I guess the way for, as an outsider, like I don't go to Blackhawk. I've been to Blackhawk, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't go there yeah. right now. And as an outsider, I look at Blackhawk and, and it seems like, like kind of like you're describing, kind of how you were describing your situation with the college students coming to your house. You're kind of yeah. just like, yeah, come yeah. on in and like, yeah, yeah. you know, let's talk and let's yeah. have conversations. Yeah. And it's very open. And I don't want to say, you know, it, it maybe seeker friendly but more so i mean yeah maybe it is seeker friendly that's kind of maybe i don't know if that's, that's how you describe a, that's it or old not. term isn't it? that's an old term I, I, right I don't hear, people don't talk that way yeah anymore. so like yeah. like people just come on in now my question for you is how how do you draw wh where do you draw lines or how do you draw the line on like on making sure there's biblical integrity you know, because we're dealing with people who don't know the Bible, who don't know about sin. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, like homosexuality, transgenderism are the yeah, two yeah, big yeah. things yeah, today. Yeah. How do you draw the line where you're like, hey, this is where we stand on sin? You know, like we're oh. not going to compromise sin, but we also aren't going to tell you you have to leave because we're all sinners. We've all sinned. And how, where do you, how do you, how have you managed that dynamic of staying true to scripture and also being open and letting anybody come around? I mean, because I know a lot of oh. churches have struggled mm -hmm. with that. And yeah, and, well, um, I don't know if I have a good answer. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, maybe come at it this way. I don't know if this is the right thing to do, say or not, mm -hmm. but uh, love is the most powerful apologetic. Mm -hmm. And if people get a sense that you love them and care for them mm -hmm. and that you're not trying to, you know, I don't know, they, you know, that you're, you want to talk about what they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. The other thing, too, in our culture today, people are okay with, 
people are sick of uh, uh, name calling yeah. and divisions and stuff like that. Right. And so we've always had an attitude of like, you know, we have a minority position on a lot of things in our community, mm. in our culture, but we feel like our culture would be stronger mm. if people who have minority voices could speak their voices mm. and to be heard. And we think a multiplicity mm. of views makes a stronger culture. Mm. Most people immediately, if they're university people, would, would go, oh, yeah. Totally. Right, right. That's the That's big cool. thing. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's a, it's your truth. I have mm. my truth. That's yeah, the way. This, right. That's the way yeah. they postmodernism. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Postmodern. Yeah. It's so it's okay. Mm -hmm. So we've always found. I've always found that mm -hmm. as long as you kind of approach it that way, mm -hmm. then it's okay. Like, you know, I it may, it may mm -hmm. be like back in the old days of like a, maybe like a drinking or something like mm -hmm. that. Like a yeah. Hey, you know what? I I don't drink personally, but mm -hmm. I would like. I'd hope that you would be open-minded enough that <laughs> I could have a Coke and you could have a beer and you'd right. be okay with me doing that. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Right. Because right. once people feel like mm. you're putting them on the spot, like they're the narrow mind, narrow-minded, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. that's a, that's a, a the ultimate, no, yeah, the secular ulti sense. ultimately yeah, right, the bad yeah, thing. Right. So mm. once you can turn that on people and right. go, yeah, I'm not the narrow-minded person mm -hmm. in this conversation, mm -hmm. like, could you accept me for what we believe? Hmm. Oh, okay. Kind of flipping it that the mm -hmm. the their their way of doing things, kind of flipping it back. Okay, yeah, yeah, you, yeah but you have to be able to be. You have to not avoid subjects, so you have to be able to go at things. Yeah, like why, 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 mm -hmm. and then I've always found that mm -hmm. is you know, there's to me there's only two or three compelling questions. One, is there a God? Yeah, that's a big one. Okay, that's right. a compelling question. Right, right. And then another one is, how, his, how has he revealed himself? Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and if, you know, and you have a Bible, right. if, is this, right. if this is his revelation. Right. So right. then that just leads to then what does he say? Yeah. So, right. you know, those are big steps between those questions. Yeah. And, right. and, I, and I love and know a lot of people who don't agree that there is a God. Yeah. Okay, that's a view. Yeah. Okay, good. Let's right. talk about right. Is there is it rational to believe in God? Do you do you ever say this might sound like a weird question to people. I don't know. But for me, I'm like a like more I think I think just naturally I'm I feel like I see things more black and white, which I know is like the worst thing ever in Madison. Like I've had struggled because yeah, I'm like, yeah. I just want clarity, you know, just tell yeah. me what is and what isn't. Do you ever I mean, have you ever does your approach ever involve being like, look, this is and this isn't, or or do you generally take the approach of I'm going to ask questions and I'm going to kind of keep things open ended to mm -hmm. to and this relationship is malleable and we're going to try to like over a long period of time, you know I, I guess w at yeah, what point you know what yeah, I'm trying yeah, to ask here maybe, I, I'm trying maybe to, um, yeah uh, hmm. and you've been doing this longer than me so my method might not be as good as yours yeah, I'm not, no no um, mm -hmm. Well, maybe another way of approaching something like that would be we're, I'm always okay with doubt mm -hmm. and the idea that you're not, I don't believe there's 100% certainty and that's a philosophical mm -hmm. issue actually. Oh, really? So, um, you know, just, you know, the Thomas puts his hands in 
Jesus yeah. And, okay, so he's 100% certain. Yeah. So then Jesus goes, blessed are those people who never see this. And, yeah. And, uh, so faith um, comes to those people who can't, you know, put, put my, their fingers in the wound. Yeah, that's yeah. absolute certainty. Yeah. I can't have that. Right. And so I'm, it's the story of mm-hmm. um, when, when uh, John the Baptist was suffering mm-hmm. in prison, he sends his disciples to Jesus yeah. and goes, are you, are you the one or is there? Right. And that's a incredible statement from that guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So right. he's in the process of like deconstructing. Cause if you are, why aren't you, you know, that's kind right. of what's going on. Right. Right. And yeah. so if that guy huh. who's really close friends with Jesus and all that mm-hmm. and says, behold, the lamb of God takes mm-hmm. with us and he hears the voice, right. sees the dove and then he baptizes Jesus. Yeah. And if he has his doubts, and then what does Jesus say in that situation? He did. He doesn't look at his disciples and go, "You go back and tell John he needs to get." <laughs> right. You know, sure. he doesn't say that. He turns to the crowd and says, "Among among those people born of women, no one's greater than John the Baptist." Hmm. So it doesn't put it's Jesus off hmm. that John's lacking right. certainty. It sounds like uh, what you're saying. Kind of sounds like I'm reading Orthodoxy by G.K. Chesterton, and oh, wow. he talks a lot about the mist. He, he like in the beginning he talks about how much he hates, uh, and he's Catholic, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. But he talks yeah. a lot about how much he hates uh, r- reason in some capacity, like everybody trying to figure everything out all the time. Like that'll just drive you mad. Like you just go crazy. And, you know, he, he goes off on like Calvin and some of these other theologians. And he's like, you have to, you have to believe in the mysteries and the paradoxes and Mm -hmm. mysteries of Christianity, not on the basis of how much you've reasoned through them, but on the basis of faith and belief. And, Mm -hmm. and, and so it kind of sounds like. Well, um, everything that we're talking about is, has, you know, then we, you know, there's a spiritual realm here. Then, yeah. You know, like, right. so I think that's real. Yeah. And so there's a, you know, the Holy Spirit. So, I mean, yeah. there's a different realm. Yeah. And yeah. so we, you, you know, you, I think, um, I don't know, we need to be humble and be open to learning. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier about the call, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, immediately I said, no, I don't want to, because some people... God doesn't work in their life that way. Yeah, he right. works in a completely different way. Yeah, and I'm not going to stand here and say, "Well, that couldn't happen." You didn't hear the call, right? You shouldn't yeah. be a pastor, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say yeah. that, right? So it's like, yeah, God right. does different right. things. Different right. Ways. To- totally, totally. Yeah. There's okay. So I have to ask you this this question from Craig before we go. Oh, yeah. And I don't sorry. know how long this will take. Yeah. I'll I'll try to be very quick. Okay. Yeah. Question from <laughs> from I'm Craig. Sorry. How did you create an environment where state legislators from both parties who were Christians oh, yeah. were comfortable worshiping and getting involved? Now, that's probably a huge question, no, but no, I told no. him I'd ask you. So no, no, no. Give that's me your the, uh, back in the 20, I don't know. Craig was one of the teachers that Haddon would bring in because mm-hmm. Haddon hired Craig years ago at Denver yeah. Seminary and stuff. Craig's a good man. I don't know if he's yeah. ever going to listen to this. <laughs> but um, so we had, you know, uh, this is 2010, Walker's hired, and in 2011, there's that thing that... In, you know, this massive, yeah. you, you were a child. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, my school here in Madison, in the Madison area actually had, this is crazy that they had teachers were having kids <laughs> making recall walker signs in yeah. school. Yeah. It was a crazy time. Yeah. It was like, so we, this, so Craig remembers this story. So the district attorney Ishmael Ozan is a friend of mine. So he goes to Blackhawk. And so they, he filed a suit against uh, Walker or yeah. something like yeah. that. And then uh, Walker's defense was his um, 
the state attorney, attorney general, whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. So the assistant attorney general uh, also came to Black Hawk, and mm -hmm. his name was Steve, and Steve's passed away, good man. Mm -hmm. So both of those guys were on the front page. Oh, wow. And, and uh, so there was one Black Hawker yeah. suing Walker and the other one defending him, and they yeah. were both at Black Hawk, both yeah. knew each other, and both friends. Wow. And that would be a... That would yeah. be a metaphor of our church. Right. Interesting. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. So huh. we think that's good. It's like super, it's in some ways, it's weirdly divisive and not, and unifying, yeah. you know, it's like a and weird. they both had their jobs. Yeah. And they're both yeah. like that. Doing their but thing. I know, yeah. I, you know, Steve passed away and I know they're both really good people. They're mm -hmm. good fathers. They're good husbands. Mm -hmm. They're great guys. Mm -hmm. They love lot. They love Jesus. They just come, they, I'm sure they're going to disagree about a mm -hmm. lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's the kind of atmosphere we've always wanted to build here at Blackhawk, where yeah. people who really disagree about something mm -hmm. can, again, come into a place and go, love's the most important thing. Mm. I think you're wrong, but I love you. Mm. How can we do life groups together and stuff sure. like that? Sure, right, right. Yeah. And that's yeah. just kind of, uh, to answer Craig's question, I mean, yeah. that's kind of, you just build the atmosphere of mm -hmm. love, mm -hmm. and listening, being humble, mm -hmm. and all that kind of. Jesus yeah. stuff. Yeah, I know you th you're you kind of have been confused with this whole podcast. Like why why what's why are we doing this? But I think that one of the things that I, you know, I've talked to a bunch of different pastors here in Madison and all over the place uh and I think I think the main reason is I think it's uh for encouragement. Like I I want people to feel encouraged by these podcasts that I think oftentimes when you, you oftentimes don't know what God's, how God's like working everything out in all these different places yeah. all at once, you know, like yeah. High Point Church, Blackhawk, City yeah, Church, yeah. all these different churches. It's yeah. like God's doing different things with them in the same city and it's all happening and we all just don't see it. So that's kind of like, that's kind of the yeah. reasoning for this. And I think it's, you know, it's yeah. been interesting to hear. I have a bunch of other questions, but yeah. we can't keep we can't, going forever. Can't and, go but so, yeah. so I think it's my fault. No, it's you, fine. And then I just went off on. No, it's fine. I apologize. For no, it's fine. It's okay. interesting stuff. I yeah, like it. Yeah. Um, I'll close this out, though. Uh, for those of you listening, make sure you like, subscribe, share this with your friends, leave us a five-star rating. Um, thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thanks for asking. We'll see all you guys in the next one. Goodbye.